and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski. And uh, please welcome our two guests. We have Doug Gobeski. Hello. And Paul Wilcox. It's great to be here. And we are here Get to it? discuss... I do. Thank you. And we are here to discuss uh, the 62nd installment of the Mary Marvel Movie March, which is, in fact, two films. We have the 2018 film Deadpool 2, and we have the 2018 film Once Upon a Deadpool 2. Oh, as well. (laughs) Yes, the as well (laughs) 2. A lot of twos. It's a lot of twos. I thought your introduction wasn't very clever to start off, and now I'm I'm starting to get on board with it. Two guests. Get it? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so uh, Deadpool 2 is, of course, the uh, story of one Dennis Deadpool who decides to go to the movies. And he says, what's playing? And they say, well, Deadpool's playing. And he said, oh, that's crazy. That's my name. So he watches it. And it turns into like a mystery science theater style thing with like the cut, you know, the silhouettes of the movie seats and stuff. But instead of making jokes at the screen, Dennis just occasionally coughs and shifts slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Really recontextualizes it. Well, I think it's better because he actually watches the movie twice. That's why it's Deadpool 2. Because at the end of the first viewing, he yells up, run it back. And I say, okay. Now there is like 30 minutes in between where they clean up the theater and run the uh, the movie trivia, but you know they do run it back for him. <laughs> Another appearance of Maria Menounos in the uh, Marvel comic movies. Yep. So Deadpool two for real is what Charlie? Deadpool two is Ryan Reynolds again as the titular Deadpool. His girlfriend is murdered by a thug who he was trying to. Kill, capture and or kill and he wants to die uh he's helped out by the x-men who give him a new purpose uh which is to help out as a fire fist is that his name rusty oh to help out a kid named rusty who's a mutant they get arrested and then have to team up hmm. let me see what else happens <laughs> it's just, you're out of sentences yeah this is just a movie that just Fun stuff happens, and then you get to the end. It also has cable. Mm-hmm. I think the actual synopsis is Deadpool has to form a superhero team called X-Force to save Rusty from the time-traveling soldier Cable before Cable can kill Rusty, before Rusty starts killing. Killing a lot of people in order to prevent other people from being killed in the future. Yes, it is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Look, sometimes the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. (laughs) So Deadpool 2, uh, the inevitable sequel, because Deadpool 1 made a lot of money, as they discuss in in this movie. (laughs) There was talk of doing Cable pretty early on, as evidenced by the post credit scene of Deadpool 1. So they brought in Cable, and they made a movie. Not really much exciting about that. It's not just how to make movies. Uh, Once Upon a Deadpool is slightly more interesting in that uh, somebody, I think Ryan Reynolds, got the idea of potentially re-editing the movie to be PG-13. And so they were like, oh, let's do it. And so they did, and they brought in Fred Savage to do some extra little bookend scenes. And that ran in December of 2018. And it uh, was part of the proceeds, I think, were uh, raised for uh, cancer research. So so it wasn't just, please come see our movie that you've already seen again. There was at least a little bit of like, come see our movie and also give some money to charity kind of thing. Did it do well? That's an excellent question. Let's find out. Box office mojo down on the phone. Worldwide, it made $51 million. That's actually okay. not bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. About $6 million domestically. That's pretty decent. Yeah, I think I... I think I saw somewhere here that yeah, part of that is the fact that China only got Once Upon a Deadpool. Oh, so part of that <laughs> part of that worldwide total is just China oh. going to the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool two did in fact for a while become the highest grossing R-rated movie ever before it subsequently was passed by Joker. 
Nice. Uh, had you seen these movies before, Charlie? I had seen Deadpool 2 in the theater before. I enjoyed it at that time. And then this is the first time I've seen Once Upon a Deadpool, which actually, as I'm sure we'll talk about, proved to be kind of difficult to access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Yeah, actually. Even if you pursue other means. Really? This is what your research turned up? What my research turned up was that it was actually easier to find... Well, it, there things weren't properly labeled. The the confusing nature of Deadpool two. It could be uh, anything. Yeah. yeah, it could be any movie. But actually, I think it, the surprising thing was that Once Upon a Deadpool is actually much more available. Oh, okay. oh. Hmm. Deadpool two theatrical is less available through other means. Uh, now there which is makes a... sense because there's a need being filled. There is a third version of this movie that we did not watch, the Deadpool 2 Super Duper Cut. That one is also much more available through other means as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if that one sort of supersedes theatrical. Supposedly, I think that one's like 15 extra minutes, but from what I looked into, it was like, eh, you're not missing much by not watching it. But Once Upon a Deadpool was released theatrically, so therefore it ticked the boxes and we had to watch it. (laughs) I always love the multi-version installments. Yeah. Um, I had seen Deadpool 2 in theater, uh, and then I saw it uh, once before on Blu-ray, and then the other day in preparation for this. I had not seen Once Upon a Deadpool at all until today. I did not see it in theaters. Uh, I think I was uh, doing stuff around that time. Like, I sort of had the vague intention of, oh, maybe I'll go see it some weekend, and I just never bothered. I think it was briefly available for streaming shortly after it came out. And then now, uh, it is not, at least in the United States, not available to stream anywhere. Not even to rent streaming-wise. Like, the only way you can get it is to buy the physical media. And so, I did that at one point. Because I knew the March was coming up. So, I used uh, Target Runs Buy to get one sale sometimes. And so, you can order it through their website. And so, I did that. And then, uh, through various shenanigans which is to say taking the DVD copy that I had and lending it out to various, well, to Charlie, who then like shifted it around to people. Like we made it work, but by far of all the movies, I think we've watched in the March, the hardest one to actually access legally. So I hadn't actually seen any version of Deadpool two prior to this. You know, I saw Deadpool one in the theater and loved it, but something I just, this one just kind of, passed me by somehow when it came out so i was happy to be able to go in fresh for both versions so uh long time listeners will remember that i actually watched the original deadpool twice in theaters then you know got it on home video and watch it multiple times no 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 no. this movie on the other twice this movie on (laughs) the other hand i watched in the theater once and did not see it again until today and until a couple days ago i had never seen once upon a deadpool either so let's just get right into it i feel a little weird because i had these comments i was going to bring up and then i watched once upon a deadpool and fred savage brings them up and i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh i should talk we should talk a little bit about cable because we haven't talked about cable and then you watch once upon a deadpool and fred savage just Gives you a quick encapsulation of the cable. This <laughs> <laughs> this very complicated character. Uh, complicated in that they keep adding things to his backstory. It's kind of like Cable is the character version of a J.J. Abrams puzzle box. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I have never heard Cable disrespected so. <laughs> Equally, have you never heard him so accurately described in that he's introduced in one of the spinoff comics, New Mutants, as this sort of mysterious figure, but they don't have any real plans for him. And so stuff gets sort of added to him. And then other things that were going on in the comics get attached to him. And then other puzzle boxes get folded into him and it gets kind of messy. So... I guess the short version is, if you heard the Fred Savage little bit about who Cable is, and it was probably nigh on incomprehensible, it was also pretty accurate. <laughs> incomprehensible? I I was impressed. I was like, wow, it probably took the writers like a good half hour to condense it all down that succinctly. 
sorry, incomprehensible to the non-comic uh, book fans. The unwashed masses. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Uh, these uh, clips, by the way, appear to be available on uh, YouTube, so we can link at least to a couple of them, given that it's really hard to find a, a legit copy of this online. Is that the kind of thing? Like, is it like a lot of money on Amazon or something now? Uh, I mean, I think like, is it the kind the- of thing where it's just resellers? <laughs> No, um, you can buy the Blu-ray, well, the Blu-ray DVD combo for about 15 bucks, but Mm. it does not, as Doug learned, it does not come with Deadpool 2. So if you want it, you, and also (laughs) theatrical Deadpool 2, you have to buy both. It is a separate (laughs) entity. It is a completely separate entity. You can't can't just get the combo pack. Honestly, which seems slightly surprising. That just seems like a, an easy way to make some money. Just put out a combo pack, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's a casualty of the uh, Disney Fox merger. That yeah. that sort of thing just fell off the radar. Until... Or maybe they maybe they wanted to didn't want to like DPG thirteen eyes the package. That's also a possibility. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, so Cable's in this. He's complicated, but uh, in this movie they simplify it down. I think it works fine. Just I like how he has a this metal arm that they never explain what's going yeah. on. <laughs> I like that. I think, yeah, it's very much on purpose that like, he seems like this really cool character who you'd want to learn about. And they're like, Nope, his family died. You know that <laughs> he can travel through time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this isn't quite sequel. his movie. We're not digging all the way. in. Here, yeah. You got know? <laughs> to wait for cable and Deadpool. Oh, is that the next one? Uh, like I said, the Disney Fox merger, um, threw things into disarray. Uh, my understanding is that a third Deadpool is still on track. I think it's the only Fox property that's still going to continue on in some form, but uh, it's still kind of early days for that. Yep. I think partly just because of the way Marvel Studios works, they plan everything out so far in advance that there just wasn't space in their schedule for Deadpool 3. But supposedly it's being worked on. The merger, also something brought up by Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> really enjoyed that (laughs) oh and uh just speaking of once upon a deadpool things the theatrical release of once upon a deadpool also bears the distinction i guess uh of being the first marvel movie released after stan lee died so uh that's why in once upon a deadpool there's at one point a picture of stan lee's face on graffiti with r.i.p next to it that's not in the dead original deadpool 2 if anyone noticed that I didn't notice, but I read about it afterward. Was there like, all right, I read online afterward. Is there like a after credit scene with Stanley? Was that in the theater? Then it's not in the DVD or. Yes. The, okay. Apparently there was a, there was a post credit tribute to Stanley after once upon a Deadpool. And for whatever reason, that's not on the, the uh, Blu-ray copy. If that's on YouTube. It is. That's, I ended up watching it afterward, but oh. just kind of strange that that's not in there. <laughs> i love how these copies of it on youtube are all just like pirated <laughs> like it's literally in the theater pointing at it <laughs> nice yeah so cable's a character um rusty collins Firefist uh, is technically uh, a marvel mutant um introduced back in x factor there he's just your standard blonde caucasian guy he's not wait he's new- blonde I thought he was Isn't, uh, maybe maybe let's let's call him strawberry blonde and uh <laughs> leave any dis- leave any distinctions up to the particular colorist of the day um although he's younger he's not a uh a plus size uh new zealander as i think uh rusty here describes well not the new zealander but uh describes himself as plus sized and then, uh, oh yeah, X-Force. Uh, basically, all of X-Force is real. Domino's a real character. Bedlam's a real character. Terry Crews' is character. I'm pretty sure Zeitgeist is a character. Uh, I'm less confident. Oh, man, I should have done the research. <laughs> Ze- yeah, Zeitgeist no, I, is one. I, I, I glanced at the Wikipedia page. And, uh, yeah, I'm less confident about Vanisher, whether or not that's a real character. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know for sure, but I assume Peter is a invention of the movie (laughs) (laughs) oh yep vanisher is a real character oh wow all the way back in x-men number two and then uh although it's not played by the same actress yukio from uh, the wolverine is portrayed here as negasonic teenage warhead's girlfriend and uh 
big steps here. I think this is the first overt LGBTQ uh, relationship we see in a Marvel movie. Really? I guess so. I can't think of an earlier one. Also, I did not realize that was the same Yukio. Yeah, well, I, I don't know either. if it's the same Yukio. Or a reu- the same, same character, character yes. inspir- source material Yukio. <laughs> I, I forgot about the previous uh, adaptation. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about at the start of the film that then Once Upon a Deadpool discussed is uh, the fridging of Vanessa. And I actually think part of the reason why that sh- discussion shows up in Once Upon a Deadpool is because the screenwriters took a lot of criticism when Deadpool 2 came out and that happened. Uh, I think partly because I don't know if they had explicitly said this or if they had just kind of um, it had been assumed that this but that, you know, this was supposed to be knowing sort of, you know, meta versions of comic book movies, you know, so theoretically they know, you know, what the in jokes are and, you know, what winks to make towards the audience, that kind of thing. And so then for them to fridge the the female character in such a or in such a serious way in such a non meta way uh they took some heat for that because fridging a character uh and this term originates from an issue in the early 90s of green lantern where the new green lantern kyle rayner is reluctant to become the green lantern but in the meantime a green lantern supervillain named major force kills his girlfriend and stuffs her body in a refrigerator for uh, Kyle Rayner to find. And this motivates him to become Green Lantern. And so this became derisively known as fridging. Gail Simone, I think, is the person who first coined this term, where, as Fred Savage says, uh, you kill the love interest to motivate the hero's journey rather than give her any agency of her own. The bad guy was named major force yes <laughs> they they couldn't have gone all the way and called him force majeure <laughs> uh sorry i just got kind of <laughs> hung up on that one mentally because well, it's so obvious well, he's only dates from 1988 so i was gonna say maybe it's from the 60s when they just weren't as knowing as that but anyway yeah, I don't remember what I thought about it at the time. I mean, I was well aware of it coming into rewatching, and then just to kind of have it diffused in Once Upon a Deadpool. I was like, oh, okay. That seems better, at least. Although, obviously, after the Wait, fact. What? Oh, just oh, that Fred just Savage addresses it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it didn't, it ultimately didn't bother me that much because they undo it at the end of the movie. Right. Both movies. I think if they had not done that i think it would probably be a a larger conversation as it is i think it's more just like you would have thought these guys would know better would be more familiar with the trope right i mean i remember when i watched it in the in the theaters i was like i spent the whole movie wondering wait when are they going to bring vanessa back and then only to have it after the credits have begun rolling have a scene where it's like wait they do save her that thing that I'd been expecting for the last two hours, here it is. <laughs> Can I trust that this is real? It was just kind of distracting for me on the initial in-theater viewing. I was bummed, for sure. I was like, oh, did they need to do this again? You know, I was I was ready for not that kind of beginning. And then they cut to the very fourth wall breaking credit scene. I don't know. I think ultimately it worked out okay in the end, but I was kind of disappointed when it happened. Not for, you know, any particular reason other than I didn't want it to. It it is also kind of (laughs) weird that it's not, I mean, the movie's about him eventually deciding to help this boy, right? There's a lot of ways you could get there beyond having her die. Yeah, she she could have provided that same kind of motivation from the realm of the living. (laughs) Right. In fact, to see her sitting in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, basically, like, it's like, did they not figure out what to have her do during the movie? So they didn't like it be, it's like easier for her to die and just kind of have little snippets from the beyond (laughs) rather than figure out how she was going to play a role in, in the plot itself, I guess. 
rather than it just kind of be like, oh, well, she was chilling at home. And every time he came back, she said, your heart's not in the right place. Yeah, but despite that concern with the movie, I thought overall, actually, it was reasonably well constructed. Like, it, it made sense how they got from point A to point B, etc. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was a good plot float and it all make, made sense. It's just what, like, it's the kind of thing, like, it always happens in movies when you see people. Uh, there's a, every time there's, like, some hopeful, new, happy thing, it's like, oh, okay. I already know that this is going to come crashing down. So to not ruin, you know, their hopes of a family and a future uh, would have just been to defy expectations, really, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So how about Rusty? Why do you guys keep calling him Rusty? They call him Russell in the movie. <laughs> I, I just, like they call him rusty like twice and every other time it's russell yeah, I'm just going what I, Adam said. <laughs> I don't actually even i was like i i just kept thinking of him as fire fist but then i was like what's his name Ru- yeah russell okay <laughs> <laughs> i liked rusty yeah they do a nice job of um someone who's uh you can tell has easily become a villain and you know kind of is a villain for a while but isn't like irredeemable or unsavable or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just can't help but kind of root for the kid, or at least I want him to get twice. better. Yeah, yeah. You don't root for him to like become a like a murderous <laughs> villain or anything. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm you can, rooting for you Fable can on this one. Want to become one? I think the actor did a really great job because uh, I thought the character was something of an unpleasant little. <laughs> I mean, he he was unpleasant. Yeah, I get he did that. A good job of yeah. being unpleasant and cringe. Of course, yeah, you would be right if that was your childhood. It it, it was a really good portrayal, honestly. but also funny. Yeah, it gets some good lines. Yeah, there was a he had he there still was had enough point. humor to make him like sort of likable in those moments, you know, in that way that kids trying to act overly tough can be. I liked his shiv. Uh, thing that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Showed his ingenuity. It really came a, in handy. That was very unpleasant. <laughs> I was with Deadpool on this one. <laughs> he Just has an ass pen. This whole time, he's going to try to stab you with it. <laughs> and then Zazzy beats as Domino. But I really yes. liked her character. Yeah. I remember oh, thinking yeah. that the she first time awesome. around too. Yeah. It's like a great idea for a character. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of the movie, you're like, okay, where's her movie? (laughs) (laughs) Love to see that. Love to see them lean all the way into her, uh, to her power. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could just tell her like, just do whatever you want in front of the green screen. (laughs) And then we'll direct the action around you afterward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then just the call out as it was happening. Like, how would you even, how would you even demonstrate what that supposed to mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't and it, get really, it. it really kind of calls into question the whole idea of mutant powers too. <laughs> like uh like somehow it can af- yeah. can like affect the timeline at a very high level, you know. <laughs> oh, and also that rant uh includes a dig at uh Rob Liefeld, the artist. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. he's the one who famously doesn't like drawing feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Shatterstar. I forgot to mention Shatterstar. That's a real character too, who's also from the Planet Mojo or the Mojo World. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Bedlam's I, great. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that uh I had the exact same reaction as uh Fred Savage when I watched it in the theater. Uh when it came to Vanisher. Oh. <laughs> like, wait, that was Brad Pitt? <laughs> you guys got Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon. Wait, where Wait, was, who Matt, was Damon? Matt Damon? He's the uh, Hick, I guess. Who's not Alan Tudyk? Oh, well, I that is in fact Matt that. Damon. Oh, wow. Okay. So when in Once Upon a Deadpool, um, Deadpool mentions having Matt Damon and Celine Dion tied up in his basement or whatever, right? That's because Matt Damon was in the movie. <laughs> mm. The whole X Force, you know, gathering was was so exciting. I w- I was kind of ready for them to run with that for the rest of the movie. You know, I'm not like mad that that was uh, instantly subverted, but <laughs> that would have been I a lot of characters. Could have gone either way. <laughs> 
I think because I was invested in the longevity of that uh, ragtag force, it made all the deaths that much funnier. I mean, <laughs> one of the real world things that kind of helped with that was that Fox at one point did announce an X-Force movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that sequence of them just interviewing uh, candidates for X-Force might just be my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I love that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is one of the applicants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first headshot they're going through. <laughs> and it was was Peter his name? I'm trying to remember his name. Peter. Yeah. Peter, yeah. Yep. Peter. Rob Delaney. I remember seeing that in the theater and be like, oh, that's Rob Delaney and being excited about that when you're not supposed to be excited. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who that is am i supposed to know who that is he's a comedian but he had a really good show on um amazon and i'm trying to remember what it was called no one watches amazon wait wait uh, wait Catastrophe's I'm great. unless they're hold, legally hold streaming was too. catastrophe was that before or after this movie the run i think spanned this movie so i think it was before because okay. i i wouldn't have known who he was except for that you wouldn't have known okay, him as this... twitter's rob delaney the internet says that might Catastrophe actually... is actually a British show that Amazon picked up, so ah, it's okay. That's where I've seen. <laughs> you actually saw him on Channel Four in the UK. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. I love that sequence of them all coming together, and then I love the sequences following that, like right up to where they all just start biting it. Like that's just so good. And yeah, I guess we kind of talked about the character, but we really haven't talked how uh, Josh Brolin is back after a zero movie break. And why not? It's nice to see his partially real face <laughs> covered up. <laughs> He's now only mostly CGI. <laughs> I thought it was uh, interesting, though, that how his cable character and Thanos are very distinct, right? There's a no point, really, where you'd be like, hey, that's the same guy. I mean, I didn't I didn't know that until now. So that that's uh, how well it was done <laughs> wait so the part where deadpool calls him thanos <laughs> well obviously that's the one acknowledgement of it right but it's a credit to josh brolin that yeah if you're like paul you might not actually realize right away that yeah. that reference act. didn't didn't bring it out for me i was like oh huh well like he's just he just says stuff i guess <laughs> he does a lot of that <laughs> yeah there's a lot of just saying stuff <laughs> If you look at Thanos, you can you can kind of see Josh Brolin. Like if you're yeah. like looking for it and you know that it's him, you're like, oh yeah, there's some some aspects of the face there. Due to being poisoned by memes, I can only see Bruce Willis when I see Thanos. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck? Like the, <laughs> where were they? They edit, you know, they edit it so it's like shape of Thanos, but you know, like blended also into bruce willis's face and he's not purple he's like you know human skin thanos. it's really gross yeah, I've, seen that. <laughs> I've seen the the photoshop of what if thanos had human looking skin and he just kind of looks like a thumb but yeah. i thought it was interesting that um i think there's only one scene in the entire movie where you see any sort of smile from uh cable it's when they're in the cab and he says that deadpool looks like a sex toy <laughs> and you just get the slightest smirk on his face before it cuts away <laughs> the rest of it's just incredibly dour which is spot on for comic book cable is josh brolin now the most characters in our march at three Wait, what's the third one uh, Men in Black 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, I mean, obviously, you're discounting Stan Lee, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Assuming uh, that Stan Lee is not just playing himself in many different professions. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> it's the same guy in universe everywhere. <laughs> I think he has enough names that that could be disproven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like he's credited as... Yeah, like he's credited as Stan Lee, he's credited as Willie Lumpkin. Did we want to bring up the thing that I asked you to look into, or no? Oh, sure, I guess. Wait, what? Uh, T.J. Miller is back in this movie, and this was right Yay! around the time where things were coming out about T.J. Miller in like the late 2010s. And so Adam asked me to Plus actually look yay. up what some of them were. Uh, Did you actually well, read the well, Daily Beast I, article? 
Well, because I remembered that there was some stuff about they should replace him the way Kevin Spacey was replaced in uh, that movie where he's replaced by Christopher Plummer. Yeah, except it would have been a lot easier to replace T.J. Miller, I think, in this. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so... That's but, yeah, I, I don't of, know. That's more a point of saying that the uh, allegation, whatever was going on, is relevant to this movie more than it may have been for the first Deadpool. Right, exactly, yeah. Those things being, okay, well, firstly, he, he had some issues on the set of Silicon Valley, which he was a very popular character on. And so just between seasons, he left. And it might have been him, it might have been the producers. Lots of complaints about from other people working on it about him. One big thing was that he was drunk on a train, was kicked off. But before he was kicked off, he called a bomb threat in because... I, from what I gather, he was arguing with a woman in front of him who had a bag. And so he called to say that there was a bomb in her bag, um, which uh, those charges were eventually dropped because it turns out he had a arteriovenous malformation in his brain that had been removed that he wasn't getting like psychological treatment from. So that actually allowed the charges to be dropped later. So I guess, you know, make your own judgment about whether a lot of his behavior in that time period, you know, was related to that. But probably the most important thing was that allegations about a sexual assault from early 2000s resurfaced around this time. 2001. 2001. I think I may have done more research than you, incidentally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he lost his job as the Mucinex booger or whatever, and then probably a lot of potential gigs after this but yeah they just decided to roll with it here and not get rid of him and probably will not be in future installments yeah i believe they had said that at one point that they were not planning on bringing him back but because yeah, of partly because of that but the bomb threat thing was the thing where i was like wait what i remember reading about that at the time just like not quite understanding what was going on the guy had brain problems yeah he's you know getting treatment for it now I don't know if you read the one of the more recent articles. I think I was on the Hollywood Reporter. Basically, they like they had a neuropsychologist saying, "Yeah, um, you know, some of the treatments we have for him are really new. Like, they, like this treatment wasn't even available right after he had the surgery. So, yeah, you know, it sounds like he's you know getting the the help that he needs for that. But anyway, T.J. Miller, two roles so far in our march, and that will probably be it." <laughs> Probably oh, be it. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I like Weasel. Yeah, the character's fun. Uh, it's the sort of thing I would not be a hundred percent shocked if they just recast. <laughs> Get Don Cheadle to play him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is the sort of be. thing that yes. they might do. <laughs> yeah, getting real, real. Yeah, it would be the fourth wall break that they need. You, Did it seem guys... like they really ramped up those kinds of moments? While you know it'd been since whenever we watched it, was kind of toned down. I thought it was just the same. (laughs) Well, I mean, like in Deadpool One, he's like fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break. I mean, there's definitely moments in this movie too where like he definitely looks into the camera lens as if to be like, "You hear this too, right?" Like half the times, Colossus talks, right? Yeah. Ooh, I liked the uh, part where we see the other X Men closing the door. Because I actually recognized them this time. Oh, because yeah. I'd seen the other movies. <laughs> Before I was like, do they just have people dressed like somebody dressed up like Beast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who these people that are. Actually, <laughs> honestly, that's that's really what I, I thought for like, yeah, what was the deal with that? Were those all? It's the actors. I think they filmed okay. it uh, on set like one day when they were doing Apocalypse. <laughs> or something like that yeah okay because i really my initial thought like when that i first saw that i was like oh this is like a joke and they're all like random actors and then i realized i'm like no i'm pretty sure that's you know the actual cast but i almost kind of would have preferred they did it the other way no (laughs) you just want the space balls version (laughs) yeah yeah i I really wanted them to kind of make like just kind of a slight everybody slightly (laughs) off I feel like that would have been more effective as a as a a great fourth wall breaking off brand everybody joke. <laughs> but it was still it was still funny as it was. Charlie, was that the only unsavory thing that Adam had you research? Yeah, it is. Yes. 
he why it was good because he didn't woman? ask you to research the the fact that they killed someone filming this movie. Uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, stunt woman died. Oh, basically, she was a new stunt woman. Um, it was like she knew how to ride a motorcycle, but wasn't necessarily a stunt professional. And she didn't have a helmet because they hadn't had time to make one for her or something. Oh, man. And they had her do it because she was a woman and black. And thus, you know, they're like, okay, well, you know, you fit the criteria to be the stunt double for Zazie Beats here. And apparently the day before, like one of the stunt coordinators had actually said, she's not ready for this. And they went ahead with it anyway. And... Basically, she lost control of it and, you know, went over the handlebars into uh, a window, like into the frame of a store window Jeez. and died on impact. So, uh, kind of messed up. Yeah. I did note, however, you know, watching it this time, they at least had the decency to not try to reshoot that scene to put it in the movie because there's not anywhere in the movie with Domino on a motorcycle. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this is a movie that's more plot heavy than Deadpool one was like, there's more going on, but it also feels weird to discuss the plot. Cause it really does feel like, you know, it's not necessarily the storyline that sticks with you so much as like, you know, the moments here right. and there. Yeah. Even though the storyline works, yeah, it does seem sort of incidental. It's just there to give the op- opportunity for bits <laughs> and gags. Which is what this movie is. That's great. I mean, I think it works as a reasonable backbone. It's not like it's not like one of those storylines that only like barely exists. And, you know, but the moment you stop and think about it, like it doesn't exist. Like, I think if you actually think about the storyline of this movie, it actually more or less holds together. And, and every part that doesn't make sense, they explicitly acknowledge that that, that it was lazy writing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Savage, at least. <laughs> Fred Savage calls it out, yes. too. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did the meta call out. Like, you just say that it's lazy writing. <laughs> so that you could just write better. <laughs> <laughs> and so, all right, let's talk a little bit then about Once Upon a Deadpool itself. Like, as a, a recut version of the original how did you think that worked? Do you think that worked okay? Do you think it wasn't worthwhile? Were you pro, con, neutral? I feel like I was kind of neutral. Watching it, it's like, yeah, it's good. They added some things. There's some funny moments. But I feel like there was a lot about it that kind of took away like the core appeal of the original movie. Like It's great that they made this different kind of diet Deadpool 2 thing that might be more accessible to some viewers. <laughs> And, you know, has the opportunity for different scenes and different kinds of jokes. But uh, it's just tough without that R-rated violence. It was interesting because I watched them. I watched Once Upon a Deadpool first this time around and then went back to Deadpool 2. And Oh, so you didn't oh. realize that it was on the, wasn't on the Blu-ray. And so you also got your pizza together and then realized <laughs> you didn't have enough Google Play credits to read the original one first. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm being called out here <laughs> as someone who watched once upon a Deadpool a couple days ago and Deadpool two today for precisely the reason that Adam just laid out. Hmm. But I like that doing it in that order because I wasn't Deadpooled out at all. I mean, it had been years since I'd seen the movie. So I was, I really enjoyed once upon a Deadpool. There were a couple of points that almost didn't make sense. Because of yeah. the way they were cut, there's one scene in particular with Domino in the orphanage where you can't even tell what. Like right before the bus crashes through the wall, I think she comes in and oh, like there the appears there, shelf yeah, there appears yep. there's going to be an action sequence, and then it just resolves itself somehow. Well, it's like it shows the shelf falling, and then they cut to the children cheering. And <laughs> yeah, the guy's decapita- implied decapitation, but it's, it's not a, yeah. always super clear. Like. If, when you watch them really close together and you can compare side by side, it's like some of the action was kind of fundamentally different. It's like, oh, you know, it's not clear that they stuck the the power line up Juggernaut's butt 
he just kind of jams it in there. <laughs> it takes that, you know. I mean, whether you say what you will about the bit, uh, but it's just not even like present. It's just kind of like a all right. Well, they just shoved a bunch of stuff on him. That's how they. That's how they got him. <laughs> I actually felt that the uh, the Deadpool two version by making it fairly clear uh, how he's getting plugged in was actually a little too vulgar for my taste. <laughs> I kind of preferred the the uh, use your own imagination once upon a Deadpool approach. <laughs> but it, 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 yeah, it's just like when I it, like watching once at see I, I watched them in, you know, the other order and maybe it's just whichever one you see first is better. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like I, I was like, I don't know if I had watched that first that I would even get what happened. Yeah. There were some things they cut. I'm like, did they have to? And some yeah. of it's like, well, maybe not the content explicitly, but like the volume of content. Like, all right, you get one butt or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. I like how, yeah, like they started pixelating out scenes in Once Upon Deadpool where I was like, wait, can you see something in that scene? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really started you, to make me wonder. Wait, are you talking about the, the scene where uh, he's growing his legs back? Well, so obviously the basic instinct thing, fine. But then, like when he stands up and starts walking, like so, oh. it's like, wait, oh yeah, yeah, they don't want to show butts. Yeah. I thought butts were fine in PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's the it butt of how many? The lower half of them is a underage, <laughs> so therefore maybe they decided, what, which is therefore the less butt. objectionable, right? No, it means Depends that you need what to do the, the boss baby approach, <laughs> pixelate. <laughs> Man, we're going to have a field day when we get to Man of Steel in 30 years. <laughs> and there's just full frontal baby nudity. <laughs> it's really... Uh, never mind. I don't need to go into it on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked how in the Once Upon a Deadpool, like the cocaine is relabeled as booger sugar. <laughs> which I was like, I feel like that's somehow worse. <laughs> yeah. That's just giving kids a cool nickname to to be like, oh, now that I know that cocaine is book can be called booger sugar, I'm going to go get some in real life. (laughs) Said said no kid ever. But, you know, you can imagine. Well, it's not like there's a parent who can explain that away as not cocaine, right? (laughs) He just really likes it's like pixie sticks that he dumped into. Yeah, Yeah, frequently the. For that one, having watched him in the other order, you know, I was like, booger sugar. I know exactly what that means. And then I, you know, I watched Deadpool 2, and I'm like, it just says Wade's cocaine. There's no joke here. It's just, cocaine. It's, just the, <laughs> it's just the cocaine that he said was hidden in the first film, along with the cure for blindness. Yeah, they, so it kept the continuity then. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a callback joke, but... You know, I wonder how many things they changed did uh, do you think that they changed anything just almost to make to for that to be a joke in itself that is the gag is that they changed something they didn't blurt out like maybe they could have shown his little growing Uh, baby butt but they blurted out for comedic effect or something you know or just like hey get it it's the PG-13 version. I guess there's the way they keep bleeping out fight and Fred Savage's little speech about Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's like, yeah, it wasn't in the original movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah, ultimately, though, it felt like Once Upon a Deadpool was like watching the TV edit of Deadpool mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, all right, they're showing just enough for this to make sense but not quite, you know, occasionally it gets hard to follow. And despite what he says at the beginning, uh, they get to say a lot. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think they were given that many. <laughs> I, I told you, man, and they, they have potty mouths in it. So I thought it was an interesting exercise. And honestly, I think I would have liked to have more Fred Savage cutaways, maybe not a whole bunch more, but like a couple more. Yeah, there's a big gap in the middle somewhere where yeah, we'd get uh, to points where I was like, yeah, it was like we get to points where I was like, I could use some more Fred Savage right about now. <laughs> and for a while, it started happening, and then it stopped for a bit. Like there are a couple points where I was like, all right, it's about time for Fred Savage. And then Fred Savage showed up. <laughs> I was like, all right, I could do it again, and then nope. 
it's like we're they a real movie here. <laughs> were they like specifically targeting a near identical runtime or something? Like it's, <laughs> it's just so close. I mean, you probably want more than get, they could have done. Probably still want to get under that two hour break, especially for a movie that's technically being re released. Mm-hmm. So you've already lost some of your uh, potential audience because they've already more or less seen it. Because outside of the Fred Savage, like new things, right? Like, I don't know how much uh, of a sell. It's Deadpool 2, but cleaner really is for the target audience. <laughs> Tired of all those swears? <laughs> you know, I have uh, one, one of my old coworkers just had a rule for himself. He just didn't watch R rated movies. And so I am frankly happy that Once Upon a Deadpool exists because I assume he's seen it. You know, he's seen, you know, various other uh, comic book movies. So and I was always just bummed that he, you know, he didn't get to see the original Deadpool as a result. So, like, I'm just I, glad that it I exists in of, that regard. I was kind of thinking watching Once Upon a Deadpool, like, oh, this is easier to watch. This is kind of like the Tony cut. <laughs> oh yeah that too. like yeah, oh i don't you know like there's plenty of stuff in the original where even i'm like oh you know that's funny but it's uncomfortable you know <laughs> like and it's like right from the get-go all the limbs being sliced off and that that sort of thing um yeah. i'm glad I, that viewers that are more averse to that sort of thing have this accessible entry i very much uh noted the difference in the green lantern script you oh yeah of, just like yeah. a hole <laughs> you just get a hole instead of a hole and and in just a huge splash of blood <laughs> yeah. and i noticed they didn't even really show like where they i'm like oh could they have shown any like bloodless like exit wound type things because a lot of that's pretty obscured or they didn't show any yeah lives just gets cut away pretty quick they they cut out most of where he kills jared kushner it was like they kept with his, just with enough. his secret sex lips. I, <laughs> I don't know why I can't get over that joke. <laughs> it got me both times. <laughs> All right. So just in general, whether that's Deadpool two or Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, any moments you really enjoyed we haven't talked about yet that you want to flag? I felt like Fred Savage did kind of at the uh, the uh, take on me section. I was like. Oh, I actually kind of like this and it feels touching, but like, I'm not sure the movie earned it yet. Somehow <laughs> I like that scene. The part where he's choked up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were also choked up a bit. Is I wasn't that what choked you're up a bit, but it's like, Oh, this is, this is cute. I think this works. I was choked up. I'll, I'll say, I'll say it. <laughs> I really liked just in general, the whole, the whole kind of street chase scene and how Domino's power plays into the whole thing. Like, I thought it brought a whole new element to what could have been, like, a really standard action scene. Just the really fresh element of, like, okay, she's just going to let the truck sort of just drift, just drive on its own, and it's going to be mostly fine, probably. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, just things that you couldn't do and with any other, like, characters. <laughs> Which I, I thought that whole scene was really pretty, pretty great. I was also really impressed at how how Julian Still Dennison could do the rope thing. <laughs> yeah, was, I thought he was good. really good at that rope pull. Good, He'd make a great mime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a couple moments. So when they're interviewing Shatterstar and he talks about how he's better than everyone, and Deadpool's like, "I want to go somewhere that's where everyone's worse, and I'm basically <laughs> their king." <laughs> and weasel's like isn't that canada and canadian ryan reynolds just goes you shut your damn mouth <laughs> <laughs> i really like that joke and then it's a really tiny thing but when they ask dopinder what his superpower is and then there's that pause and then the way that karen sony just says courage makes me laugh every time <laughs> It's like the perfect line reading. It's so good. Good music drops, too. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about music. Mary Marvel Movie March song off. This time it's the song Ashes from Celine Dion as a song specifically written for this movie. Oh. So what do you think? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? I'm Let's forget about actually... ranking all of them because it's obvious that Home of the Braves falls number one. So <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. you know. 
Do you like it or not? I'm trying to remember what was that the one that played during the credits? Yes. Like with the I don't remember exactly, but there was there was humorous uh, lyrics. I thought. I think actually the lyrics are pretty straight. Oh I think really? That kind of makes it funnier is because it's this very serious song about like loss and things over the credits about like wait they killed her like that kind of stuff oh that song okay yes, oh, the yes. Intro. i was thinking about the okay. end credits where there's some goofy uh, oh yeah there's like a deadpool rap or something right yeah 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 no i'm talking about ashes the one that celine dion sings so she didn't do the rap is what you're saying no she did not do the rap <laughs> it says here that she wrote it for the movie Ryan Reynolds and the director asked her, and she said yes. Well, she didn't write it, but she sang it. Oh, but, sang yeah, it. they yeah, wrote yeah. that song for the movie. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Reynolds pulled his Canada card or whatever <laughs> to, to get Celine <laughs> It works well for exactly what it's intended to do, but am I going to listen to it like by myself after this? No. <laughs> Why not? Because I, I barely even remember it. I mean, let me pull it up here. I I was just like, oh, this is yeah. Jay. This is you know Skyfall or whatever. This is James yeah, Bond. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I give it a thumbs up. Is it my favorite song? No. Is it my least favorite song? Not no. at all. I didn't realize it was Celine Dion, and I was like, is this Adele or? Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't have that Celine Dion feel to it. Just yeah. shows her versatility as a vocalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she did do a good job of doing a James Bond movie song, mm-hmm. but it's not like many of those really stick with me. Yeah, but all right, let's be honest. How many st- songs stick with you after only like one or two listens? It's probably not mm-hmm. many. What is a song that I remembered after the first time? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that for a while. Yeah, geez. <laughs> What what songs are earworms? I think is another way you could state that. Well, yeah. probably the first time I heard "Song 2 as a fifth grader. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Clocks might have been an earworm for me. Yeah, the other thing I just wanted to mention is that so that watching it at home, like I noticed that the part where Deadpool dies at the end feels like it stretches on for a long time. But I remember in the theater that. That got a huge reaction when he kept coming back. Like people <laughs> thought that was hilarious. So, so that was one of those moments where it felt like the theatrical experience enhanced the movie a bit. So ultimately, what did you think of both Deadpool two and Once Upon a Deadpool? Would you try to kill yourself and uh, make the pain go away, or would you uh, resolve to keep on living for the sake of your family? <laughs> that's just those are just two binary things i assumed you were gonna ask how many uh how many white suited uh, pedophiles are you going to kill <laughs> well we haven't gotten to the number yet it starts with the binary do you not just know the means format? you have to... only been 62 of these <laughs> i guess i'm asking how many ass pens out of 10 would you give this movie <laughs> I don't like the ass I was ass trying pen. to think of the most important object. I don't like the ass true. pen. Well, what do you want? You want pedophiles for something. <laughs> no, no, no. I... <laughs> Look, either the skee ball tokens or how many settings on your futuristic uh, time traveler gun. Well,. Look, we'll all go with ass pen, and then you'll just say your own thing like you've done before. I know that's happened. So. <laughs> okay. I just feel in the spirit of Deadpool, we have to do the ass pen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the ass pen. Neither did Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely with Deadpool on that one. Ugh. What did what did he call what did he call prison uh, wallet prison prison wallet that's <laughs> how many prison wallets got it then <laughs> I can hear you rummaging <laughs> around in there yeah jeez <laughs> that was such a great joke because like you can hear the sound like you can't hear it in the movie but like <laughs> but you can imagine it yeah it's like I instantly imagine it I'm like that is disgusting. So I think I'm going to start this by uh, re-rating. Last time I gave Avengers Infinity War an 8, 
and maybe I was just in a grumpy mood. And so looking at other movies in the March, I think it's actually an 8.5. And the reason I bring that up is because I think Deadpool 2 is also an 8.5. It's a movie that I enjoy quite a bit. I like that the plot is a bit more uh, complex than the first one was. I don't like the fridging, but I think some of the jokes are a little better. I While there's definitely a lot of like gross out humor jokes and stuff like that in this movie still... I also think there's a few more character-based jokes than were necessarily in the first one. And so I gave Deadpool the first one an eight, and I think this one's a little bit better. And so I'm going to say that this is eight and a half ass pens out of ten. So that half one is one that has been taken apart to be used for to pick a lock or whatever. But And so that's going to put it on par with Avengers Infinity War, and I think that's probably closer to how I feel about this. Maybe Avengers Infinity War will re-rate its way up even further, but 8.5 for that feels closer to me, and this also feels a little better than Deadpool 1 to me, and so that's 8.5. As far as Once Upon a Deadpool goes, yeah, it's basically like the TV edit, and so in that way it's a little less interesting, but they at least give you a couple alternate like line readings, a couple extra scenes, and I really do enjoy the Fred Savage stuff. And so... I think I'm just going to cop out and just also give it 8.5 and just say, yeah, it's more or less on par with Deadpool 2 theatrical. So eight and a half ass pens for both. So their powers combined for a grand total of 17 ass pens <laughs> across across two prison wallets. <laughs> when you keep saying ass pen, I just think of it as like Aspen's like a kid's name. It's like, yeah, there's 17 Aspen's in my kid's fifth grade class. I mean, at one point, you did I think Juggernaut threatened to cram the uh, the red guy up the old guy? You know, that's right. When I saw it in theaters, obviously I hadn't seen it before, and it was like we got to the end of the movie, and I was like, wait, what? That's it? Like this is the end like is there not another act coming so the pacing of the movie kind of threw me off on subsequent viewings because i had a better idea of what to expect it wasn't as much of an issue i thought it was very competent but it didn't quite have the charm that the first movie had i said i would say uh on my futuristic gun i would turn the knob to eight for this movie and as far as differences between the theatrical cut and Once Upon a Deadpool, they're definitely different movies. They have a different feel to them. The theatrical cut feels a little bit more serious with the the constant uh, violence and casual swearing. And the Once Upon a Deadpool is a little bit more whimsical, but I would have to also give that one an eight. So eight kids named Aspen. No, 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 I'm, I'm sending the dial on the future gun to eight and pulling the trigger. All right. So eight that you'll aspens. kill eight Aspens. <laughs> you know, if that's the compromise I have to make, sure. Four kids were on vacation with their family and with each of their respective families in Aspen. So, uh, yeah, Deadpool 2. I really had a great time watching this. I think a lot of times watching these, it's very, some of it's very mood dependent and whatever, but somehow just sitting and watching the Deadpool 2 theatrical cut by myself, I found myself just, just really, really loving it. There's something about the, uh, the humor combined with the, uh, extreme violence. I felt like kind of a psycho cause I'm like laughing <laughs> at this extremely bloody stuff. I really liked it. I thought it was really funny that there's just a whole lot of, charming characters that they managed to introduce and well done action scenes i didn't find myself at all bored with the pacing and the plot and all that yeah there was just a lot i liked about it i think i might actually like have haven't been a while since seeing deadpool one somehow i just feel like this one sat a little bit better for me maybe i was just more ready for it but uh i think i'm gonna give deadpool to theatrical a, a nine ass pens out of 10 um, i just thought it was a funny enjoyable romp the whole way through for once upon a deadpool i really liked it as well but there are definitely ways in which you know just as a standalone movie i don't know it's hard because it's like well i watched the theatrical cut literally you know less than 24 hours before 
watching Once Upon a Deadpool, so it's kind of tough to see it in a vacuum. But um, there were a lot of things in the like the kind of the humorous violence that just didn't quite come across, or that were just less clear somehow, and it just kind of made it hit a little less uh, hard for me in the in the action humor department. It did make up for it with some extra inclusions. But uh, overall, if I had to pick one to, you know, sit down and watch, I would probably go with the theatrical. So I'll do Once Upon a Deadpool uh, 8 censored ass pens out of 10. (laughs) There's a nice mosaic on there because you can't show the dangerous bio weapons. (laughs) Yeah, this movie's a lot of fun. Uh, It has a lot of great characters and it moves along pretty breezily. I think it's pretty much what exactly what it needs to be and it feels very much on par with the first Deadpool which I gave an 8 to so I'm going to give Deadpool 2 8 ass pens out of 10 and there's not a lot more to say about it just a reasonably fun movie um once upon a Deadpool I think loses a point just because there's just parts that don't make sense and like just cutting out all the violence which is really what Deadpool is supposed to be kind of cuts into it a little bit but i actually really like the fred savage scenes a lot and that's going to give it back another 1.5 aspens i it was my absolute favorite part of the whole process of watching these two movies was watching those scenes and the part where i lost it was where he wonders if matt damon asked about him (laughs) (laughs) i must have laughed for like 15 seconds straight (laughs) just like cackling at that um yeah no i I'm actually going to give Once Upon a Deadpool 8.5 ass pens out of 10. I actually liked it a little bit more just for those scenes. And the 0.5 is, you know, lost in transit. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, everyone, for joining us on installment 62 of the Merry Marvel Movie March. We're going to jump forward, uh, what, uh, a month and a half, two months? Early July 2018. Have we mentioned that 2018 is to date the heaviest Marvel year? I don't think so. Yeah, well, the upshot is there's a lot of 2018 movies. So uh, next up's Ant-Man and the Wasp for July 2018. That came out pretty soon after Infinity War. I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah, I think the rationale was they wanted audiences to um, not feel completely depressed for however many months. <laughs> you know, I, I I enjoyed that as someone who didn't see Infinity War but saw Ant-Man and the Wasp in the theater. I was yeah. like, oh, Marvel movies are fun, right? <laughs> no downside. how they always are. <laughs> saw everyone else shuffling in completely <laughs> crestfallen. <laughs> waiting for them to kill Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you uh, join us for that. So for the Gobeski Wallace Report podcast report, uh, my name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. A special thanks to our two guests. Just ignore him. <laughs> but it's going to be on top of everything. I can't cut He's it out. Just ignore him. Don't go basky. <laughs> I'm trying to get a bit. I'm I'm surprised we managed to make it all the way through without a two dead two pool joke. Oh, hmm. mm. that might have yeah. worked. <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking of something in that vein too, but all I kept thinking was like left four dead, back four blood, uh, <laughs> dead, four dead two dead four pool, <laughs> and Paul Wilcox. It was a pleasure. See, I picked up a pen to uh, write down these ratings, so now I have something to click. Did you pull that out of your prison wallet? I'll let you hey, decide. Hey, Adam. Charlie and I would like you to know exactly where you can put that pen. Down? <laughs> right, on a right table? Back, right back where it Back in from. the jar or drawer that it came from. <laughs> jar or drawer? Yeah. <laughs> kind of fancy lifestyle you begin. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got drawers. <laughs> <laughs>that's our show don't forget you can check us out on facebook just like the gobeski wallace report and you can also follow us on twitter at gw report and check out our website the gobeski that's probably the important bit 
Well, yeah, I guess all the other links are there. So if you remember one thing, remember that. Not your name, but GobeskiWallaceReport.com. <laughs> More important than your name. People only watch Amazon because they exhausted everything on Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus. And they're like, well, I'm paying for Prime. I guess I might as well check it out. They better not figure true. out how to find something. Yeah, I mean, nobody's paying for Amazon Prime right. video. I mean, <laughs> except for people who already have Prime. Yeah, no one's saying, <laughs> I'm going to get Prime for Prime video. I was kind of thinking about it. No, you weren't. Look, I, you know I want to see. <laughs> no. I want to see the the Neon Genesis Evangelion movies, and that's the only way for no. the most recent one. The reason you were thinking about it was because you've already exhausted Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max, and now you're like, well, what's left? Well, I guess Prime Video. They've got that Neon Genesis Evangelion movie. <laughs>